And we're back. Hey, hey. Hello. Good morning. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to episode... 12. 12. Wait, wow. no. 13. 13. Really? 13. Oh, right. Right. Because we always start on it. Yeah. Oh. 13. Oh, it that is 13. Sense, Sorry. Ah, see, it was... I don't have my notes in front of me. I just feel a little discombobulated today. Well, my episode 12 has one entry, so that's why I, I just looked right, right over. Yeah, my notes oh, were very Oh, for your show notes for last time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, a, that was a fun little fight. I disagree. <laughs> you disagree? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it showcased the weakness <laughs> that I have <laughs> to dying. <laughs> well, but it also showcased your strength, as in it, you can run away. I it, very, very quickly. <laughs> very quickly. And I have no compunction about doing so. So that is also a plus. <laughs> it's all about self-preservation. I, I like think to think so. We, yeah. I feel like we've reached that point in the campaign where self-preservation is going to be important. Oh, yeah. So I, I don't know. I was trying to think about uh, what, like the updates that I had today. And I was, there was a few things I wanted to cover real quick. So I, obviously we record and we're recording ahead. And so if you're listening to this, it's already been a few weeks. And you probably, if you are on Facebook, you saw my note. But I did a re-edit of episode one. So if you're not on Facebook, which I don't know how many people actually check into Facebook, we don't really get a lot of Facebook engagements, which is a whole other topic. If there's like some other place people would like to engage with us, give us some feedback. But um, yeah, so I went back and did a full audio re-edit from the raw, raw audio, taking everything I've learned over the last few months. And I can't say that it's amazing, but I think it's 50% better. So... There's that. That was fun. Don, I think you need to make a TikTok. A TikTok? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want to see you, you know, dancing as you introduce each episode. Do you have to dance on TikTok? Is that just a requirement? <laughs> <laughs> no matter what you're doing, everybody's dancing. Because I think in real life, I am the equivalent of Tris. It's, just, it's horrible, awkward. It's Nobody wants to see it. I can verify this. Wow. <laughs> she she finds bus. great, great amusement from it. Um, but no, 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 no. I love your dancing. <laughs> your dancing brings me joy. Mm, is that what that is? Yes, mm. absolutely. Well, I mean, I mean, do we need a Dungeon Patrol TikTok? No. Oh, I don't. my goodness. No, to, to advertise our, our show. I think that if you, Don, if you dance and, and Ted sings, <laughs> I think we've got something. Yeah, okay. Okay. We'll, 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 let's go over that with our uh, producer and see if we come up with a plan. <laughs> Coming to TikTok some, somewhere near you. So, so that, was, that was the one thing that I did. And my other conundrum is I don't know what dice to use today. All of my good dice are currently in dice prison. You should not just jail, take them out. Prison. You no, know, not prison. just jail. Because if, yeah, you may, I mean, by now you probably figured out we have another Pathfinder game, which we don't record. And last night, straight out of the gate, the first five of six rolls for this, you know, mini boss fight, I rolled ones Oof. on three different dice. It was just like inconceivable, maddening. And the fight didn't get better from there. So, do you want to borrow mine? You want to borrow this set? Uh, I, I thought know. the fight went great. 
I was very satisfied. Uh, it was it was demoralizing, you know, when you have these big boss big boss guys and five, you know, I get seven attacks on, on Thad's character and only one lands. It's like, okay, why are we doing this? Smite oh. is a powerful thing. I have two lovely sets here if you want to use one of them. All right, let's just see here. Oof, I don't know. We can try this one out. Because, yeah, these, these, I'm just, I'm ashamed of these dice, and that's what I got. Bad D20s. Well, I'm ready to see what else is under here in this underground mm-hmm. train Me tunnel. Me too. Okay, well, then I think that's all I have for now. So let's uh, let's get to it. Uh, see, let's see if our bard, in fact, has something to regale us with. Before we do that, do we need to, uh, speaking of bards, do we need to do a shout-out for Down With Dragons? Ooh. We could do a shout-out up front. I, I have been appending kind of oh, a, a, my, my, my shout-out in our uh, the outro, awesome. but we actually haven't mentioned them on the show. But I'm sure everybody listens to like every last minute of the outro, right? They don't just like, oh, it's end of the show, click, <laughs> right? That's how that works. See, there's your problem, Don. Yeah. <laughs> I always click next. <laughs> well, they, they have been plugging us, so that is true. So if you don't know by now, we do have a sister show, uh, Down With Dragons, which is where it's kind of our companion show in the Monsters Rule Network. They air solely on Twitch, so they're not in podcast form. But you can watch the replays, and then you can watch them on YouTube. So they, their show, totally different cast, but it is set in the same world, which is the world was created by Jerry, and somehow we've all been sucked into it. So it's the world of Atlas, but they're on a different continent, roughly the same. I'm actually not sure where they're at in time. We started out about the same time, but we imagine we've drifted apart a little bit, but... There is a grand narrative that is intertwined between us. So if you wanted to get a different experience, there's a very different show, uh, but it's a, it's a lot of fun. I, I got to guest spot one time, like last season. I and, forgot uh, you did yeah. that, yeah. Yeah. A bunch, bunch of fun guys. And Well, now they have a, they actually, they have their own girl on their show too. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, there we go. There's their plug. Plug given. So, Alar, how about you plug our show now? Okay. The foursome continued through the cobalt tunnels towards the dig site. They explored the hole dug into the wall, facing a trio of hook horrors. The fell creatures had been lured with a bucket of bait, but why? Perhaps we will discover on Dungeon Patrol. Perhaps. Or you just take the carts back, go back to the augury, get a night's rest, call call it a day. It's been a long day. It has been a long day. A lot of sneaking and fighting. That's all right. Triss is ready to go. Onward. Onward. Ever the woman of action. That's that's all I hear now. Oh, you know what? There actually was one more little retcon that I do need to mention because what? I know, I know actually, um, and it's probably a little convoluted. We didn't. Nobody seemed to have caught it unless you guys caught it and didn't mention it. The beginning uh, or the end of episode 10, when you got to this spot right before the fight and you were doing the exploration and you found the bucket and I said there was a symbol on the wall. And I had said that it was the same symbol that was on the shield that uh, Brokos found when you guys fought the first kobolds. Mm-hmm. Well, re- 
I misremember my misremembered my notes. In episode one, when you fought those kobolds, the symbol wasn't on the shield, and that was where I misremembered. It was actually the the little hook was you were supposed to remember having seen it on the wall near that fight, and it was the same symbol on the wall here. And then you'd get a memory check and be like, oh, yeah, I remember seeing that in the hall. But I said it was on the shield, and that was my mistake, just because I am imperfect. So there is not a symbol on the shield. It is on the wall, and you do remember seeing it. And it's uh, kind of this almost bloody-looking draconic eye, sort of similar uh, similar in shape to almost like the Copaco, where it's like this half-lidded eye, uh, kind of all one color, but it's got a sort of draconic look to it. And I meant to render that to show it to you, but I've not done that yet. So anyway, now that that's cleared up, we can get on with things, because that is very, very important. Very important. Wall, not shield. Okay. Okay. So, uh, as we left off then, the way is clear, and you guys are going to get back in the carts and zoom into the darkness. Yes. Well, it's not... Is it dark? I thought there was lights. Yeah, okay. There's lights. Okay. Zoom into the lighted tunnel. The friendly lighted tunnel. Off we go. Oh, so friendly. So you do so, and with uh, Sila in the lead, you continue racing past the series of lights down the lighted tunnel for several more minutes. But nothing else interferes with your little adventure. And within, a, I would say, within 10 minutes, you can see up ahead they, the, the scenery changes, and you can see the tunnel is coming to an end. And you can see there's an obstruction on the tracks and what looks like just beyond that, there's a wall and what might be like a construction area. And she begins slowing her cart down. And I'm actually going to change the map for you guys here. So if if you can individually zoom in on your maps while I'll set the scene for our listeners who don't get to see these amazing maps. Your carts slowly come to a halt. And what you see ahead is the... Uh, the rail basically ends in a in a, like a barricade. To your immediate right, you see a short set of wide stone stairs leading up to another vault-style door. And then up ahead to the left, there is another like a, a rotating spot where the cart can stop and they get basically reversed, with a little side spot where a cart can go off to the side. Mm. And then beyond that section, you see what looks like it, it looks like a raw cave. It's about 10 to 15 feet wide and about 50 feet long, which ends in a stone wall. And you can see in the lighted distance another uh, one of these vault doors. So the tunnel you're in has definitely worked. Just think of it as like a mining tunnel. That's kind of how it looks. Mm-hmm. And where this ends, it almost looks like it could be more of a natural looking cave. It has been heavily worked. Uh, there is equipment and uh, tools and things arrayed around the area. I didn't put it all on the map, but it looks like that was possibly either a dig site at some point, and then it's all been just sort of cleaned up and there's things left left behind. But then that stone wall in the far at the far end looks it's not a cave wall. Like it looks uh, worked. So Sela stops at the cart and kind of looks at the looks at the rest of you and says well, this is the end of the line. This I, I've never been this far. 
Okay, so, but where do we go now? You said you well, know where the dig site is. Lead on. Well, the dig site, as I understand it, is past that far door. So what's what's past this other door? The one right here on the right. What's that? She uh, gets off the cart and walks over and looks up the stairs. It's basically the 10-foot stairs leading up to this vault-style door. And uh, she's... It, there's some right there's a sign there with the Kobako symbol on it. It is actually it looks like it's probably written in Kobold. I think we established nobody speaks Kobold. And she goes up and reads the sign and she says, "Well, it says employee employees only. And this looks uh, uh it says high voltage. So this must be uh, like a power station. Maybe this is the where the main power comes in." I want to see. You want to go in there? Yes, I am an employee. Oh, um, I'm I'm not so sure about that, but I, I mean, but they in for a penny and for a pound. I I hear is, is a saying, right? Let me see if my key works on this. And she goes up to the vault. She's still just you know anxious, but also her demeanor has changed a bit because now she's also very curious. She's obviously never been here. This is clearly above her pay grade. But she goes and checks the vault door and uh, says, oh, look, ah, one of the master keys does fit. And then she turns it in, the, turns it in the slot, cranks the, the gears, and then swings the door open. And uh, she steps aside after kind of looking in. It looks like if you kind of glance in, it is about a 30 by 30 stone room with a lot of strange glowing mechanical devices. There's two banks of these large... They're opaque but glowing tubes. Each of them's about eight feet long and three feet in diameter, connected to this pipework. And you can say you can see things sort of bubbling inside. And uh, coming out both of those tubes or the both of those banks of tubes are, are these big heavy wires that go up to the ceiling and then run along the ceiling, and then go through a very small shaft about three foot in diameter, leading off relatively towards where the tunnel heads. Hmm. Yeah, and so the whole room is just sort of flickering as you can see sparks and like little like zots of electricity going inside of these tubes. And it's probably baffling because you've definitely not seen anything like this. It's It looks similar mechanically to the, the big power room you were in earlier, but you really didn't spend a lot of time investigating that. Okay, so I'm not really interested in this. I walk away. <laughs> I would like to take a look inside uh, the room, just see if there's anything, you know, sitting around that needs to be, you know, liberated. Sure. Okay. Um, all right. Well, you step in. There is a control panel there, and okay. there's little dials and levers and things, and wires connect to that to one of the banks of tubes. It is definitely beyond anything you have seen before. There's a toolbox on the floor there. I'll take a look at that. It's an, an orange toolbox, and you can open it up. Yeah. And inside there is a collection of high-quality tools of various types. So if you just think wrenches and screwdrivers and things, that's pretty much what's in there. Things that... Uh, and, yeah, we'll just go with that. Okay. Um, anything on the far one. side of the room or anything like that? Nothing loose, like things that would... Uh, fit well into your pocket. 
Okay. That's what I'm interested in too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot of interesting things. Uh, if on the far side of a wall, there are some di- uh, like technical diagrams uh, pinned up on uh, like a large corkboard schematics and things like that. And you can pause to look at that. And then other than that, there's this, like I said, this small passage that where the, where the cables run from this mechanism into it. Okay. Um, well, when Sila's not looking, I would like to take those tools as many as I could comfortably carry. If it's like super heavy, I probably won't take all of them, but I'll take some of them. Okay. You grab a, you grab a handful and slide them into your bag. Clink, and then clink, I'll. Uh, I would remind Dagmar that he's not actually an employee like we are. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll just nod my head to that. You're right. <laughs> then, and so uh, it's not stealing from the company, then. Yeah, exactly. So I can't get fired for it. Uh, and then I'll just leave. I'll so, shut the door, though. So up here, to my left, is does it look like a hole or some kind of pit there? Yeah, what is that? Like a, you... like a, it's a big shaft next. It is. Okay. It is a large shaft. Yeah. When you walk over and look down, it is a shaft that leads down. Mm-hmm. Is there a, a rock around here that I could throw down no, and see how no, far? No, Brokos, put it down. What? I don't know how deep it is. I think that's a good plan. You do that. Okay. So I look at uh, Alar and I look at Triss. Tristan nods vigorously, yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try to bounce it off the side of the shaft so it makes more noise on the way down. And now, what have you alerted to our presence? That, that was not it's a man-made, wise, Brokos. It's a man-made shaft? Cold, it is definitely actually. a man-made shaft. Well, I mean, handmade. It appears to be. So, I, uh, I, I say, Elar, I would rather alert it to our presence so I can deal with it now than have it at my back. Fair point. How, how far does it go down? Is there any kind of, like, does it keep, is there no splash? It, it, or? it clatters, a, clatters a bit, and then the sound just disappears into the, the darkness. I listen carefully for anything scurrying up this. Make a perception roll. I am going to step out of the way while she does that. Mm. Oh, that Thanks, is not guys. quite as good as I thought it was. <laughs> that is a 14. I got a 20. All right. You guys stand near the shaft, listening intently in the silence, and you get some silence. Cool. That is one thing about this place, which you may not have fully appreciated now that the carts have stopped, is that it is, I mean, there. this is absolute silence. You can hear your own breathing, the echoes with your footsteps. There's no ambient noise. There's no dripping water. Really? No scurrying of creatures. I mean, you are just entombed in an unknown amount of stone. There's no hum of the electrical system? Inside that room, there is. So Sila's closing that door up while you guys are doing that. And once that door is closed, I mean, it's just silent. Hmm. All right. Well, then we should be able to hear things coming for us. Theoretically, you should. Let us go on. Yeah, let's see what this door is all about. I hop down into the unworked tunnel or the... Yeah, moving past the barricade and into the unworked area, you can see 
which you didn't notice before, that the door is actually open. Hmm. And also, even more importantly, or maybe as importantly, there's a pair of bodies on the floor near there. Oh, yeah. You didn't immediately notice them. Sure. Uh, because there's... As you kind of came up there, Triss, you can see how the, the tunnel... It's not a straight tunnel to give the viewers an idea. It's it's kind of irregular, and there is a kind of a nook off to the, like to the side where you've moved your pawn and shoved into that nook a pair of kobold bodies wearing the Kopoko jumpsuit. You can see that they are bloodied where they have been stabbed numerous times by pointy objects. So they are clearly dead? They are very clearly dead. How long have they been dead? Could I... Sure. Uh, check make an intelligence check. A medicine is usually what. But if you have, yeah, if you actually have medicine. Oh, yeah. actually, that would be wisdom. Then you're right. Wisdom would be medicine. Oh, I'm a medicine man. <laughs> Do you really have medicine? Yeah. Well, everybody has medicine. It's just yes. I am proficient at it. Oh, nice. Very, okay. Very, very proficient at it. Uh, twenty-one. Sweet. Wow. Okay. Well, you think that they were murdered. <laughs> Uh, probably within the last 36 hours. They were murdered within the last 36 hours. Mm. I think with a roll of that type, you think it's probably just over a day. So, Medi- hmm. Medical examiner Brokos. Yes. <laughs> Get some kind of CSI would, song going here. Mm-hmm. You, you, would, you would guess by the, the, the nature of the wounds uh, that they were, they were killed mostly by spears. Mm-hmm. Um, or short swords. I will stick my finger in one of the wounds and says, no. it mostly like a spear or a short sword. Hmm. Um, they are, and there's n- nothing on them. They have clearly been rifled through, and whatever they may have possessed is missing. Hmm. Triss, are there tracks in front of you by any chance? I look for tracks. I do not see any tracks. Maybe I already obliterated them. <laughs> Let's for dancing in the dark. <laughs> Was oh, that the title? I like that. Yep. Dancing in the dark. All right. Dagmar, so do you there, see yeah, anything? There is, there is blood splatter in the area. Oh, my. Yeah, I'd like to take a look for, like, any kind of trails or tracks or anything uh, as well. Would that just be perception then? Yeah. Ooh, that's a nat 20. So that is... I mean, you can use survival. Survival covers tracking if oh. you have it. I do have survival. So I that would be a 20... For survival. Okay, you examine the area that uh, Triss has danced in, and yeah, there uh, a lot of feet have come through here. You can pick up the area where there was a skirmish. Uh, it seemed very one-sided as the two kobolds were overwhelmed. Kobold-sized, the... human-sized. Yeah, so the attackers are also kobold-sized. And you think by the nature of their feet and the evidence that you've seen so far that it is probably another group of these dreamers, the the, the wild kobolds that are causing a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll and, share and that they, information. It is, it is pretty clear they went. Uh, you think they probably liberated the keys from these guards and they have entered in. So Sila sees this and she is in shock and she's like, Oh, oh no. Oh, oh, he had a family. 
Oh, Tuvok, I'm so sorry. Oh. So she looks them over and she's like, I, I've got to go report this. This is terrible. And that means, that means they've gone into this, to this site. I don't know what this means or what they're up to. You've got to stop them. Well, so, we need well, to stop them. You must come with us, Sila. Yes, because you will get in trouble if you report finding bodies all the way here where you're not supposed to be. I, well, I need to get these carts back before they're discovered. And I don't know what's beyond yeah, there. You're fine, Sila. You, we don't want you to get in trouble, and you need to keep your cover. All right, well, good luck to you. I mean, it doesn't look good for these kobolds alone, but, you know, you do you. Just keep your head on a swivel there, Sima. Oh, Brokos, let's, let's load up the bodies in one of the carts. I was just going to throw them shell in the shaft, but sure. Oh. Wow. Sentient <laughs> beings, dude. Well, they're dead. They're not sentient anymore. I'll help you, Alar. <laughs> what of their deeds? What of their stories? Their families will wish to sing the songs of their adventures and their sad, tragic endings. Tuvok was a proficient engineer. How are... <laughs> how is... How is your, your benefits, Sila? Will they be their family be taken care of? Oh, oh, yes. Their family will be taken care of. Oh, it's just so tragic. Thank you so much for helping out. And uh, once you get the bodies uh, loaded up, uh, she hooks the carts together, and then I, I really wish the best for you guys. This this seems so terribly dangerous. I I hope we can see each other again, and I still want to hear you, you sing, Alar. Oh, you will. My tunes right. will be echoing down the caverns. Don't you not worry. Not now, though. But the we acoustics must... are phenomenal. Yes, but we must be quiet in order to get the jump on these dreamers. All right, so let's do this. Let's load these bodies and get going. All right. Once, uh, so she hops on the front cart and looks back, gives a big sigh, and then puts it into gear. Good, good luck, and waves, and then she uh, zooms off into the lighted tunnel, very quickly going out of sight. The hum of the carts fading away, leaving you back to the silence. All right. Well, I will peek into the open door as much as I can with weapons drawn. All right. You look into the open door, and you see a shadowy passage descending into the darkness below. The floor is cracked and worn, while the walls appear cold and uninviting. A chill draft emanates from the depths, and the air that it brings up speaks of decay and death. Shadows play along the walls as if they were alive and dancing at the edge of the flickering light that you bring. A silvery wisp of spiderweb sways slowly in the moving air, but since the spider has been spiderweb has been broken and never repaired, the spider itself is probably gone. It is hard to imagine there's treasure or anything good resting in the depths that lie before you. For an irrational moment, you have a powerful urge to leave a strong urge to leave a strong feeling that you and your light are not wanted here, and that something terrible lies in the darkness. You look at your companions, but are unable to tell if they felt it too. In any event, the strength of the feeling has passed. All right, well, I just shake it off, visibly, with tail twitching. <laughs> so, 
But there is no living anything. I just... Well, there's no need to track. There's only one way. Let's head off. Perhaps we should be more stealthy about that. Says the the one who threw rocks down the chute. Well, yeah. And nothing happened. <laughs> I thought happened, we wanted so... to alert everyone to our presence. No, so no, we only behind them. us. Only behind yeah. us. So The people in front, we quiet. Dagmar, do you think he could possibly uh, just take a peek? Yeah, I'll go ahead. Thanks. I, then, I can hear your traps. tools clinking around, by the way, in your bag. It's... You know, I would have carefully packed those oh, so okay. they don't clink. In foam and some bubble wrap. No, just extra cloth. I, I, you know, it's not my first time taking something that clinks and <laughs> keeping it hidden. Sorry. Uh, so I'd like to be stealthy and, and enter that room. All right, make a stealth roll. To can he stealth. see? <laughs> uh, yes, I can. I, my dark vision's still up. Oh, nice. That's right, eight uh, hours, isn't it? Yeah, 23 for stealth. So what you notice as you're, as you're creeping is that that exterior wall was worked, like worked stone, like it's all one piece, mm-hmm. and that it was heavily gouged as if like something huge or, or had just scraped across it over time or perhaps in some catastrophic event. So there was gouge, gouge marks all over that big stone wall. The door here looks like all the other Koboko doors that you've seen so far, these big vault doors. And the, the hall here that's descending down looks like it was cut through this wall because that's really what you what you almost feel like this is because it doesn't seem like it was cut through like this doesn't seem like the mining tunnel which are just you know buried through natural rock mm-hmm. this it's almost like this tunnel was hacked through like a giant piece of concrete that's what you would that's what it visually that's what it would look like so this is tunneling through what seems like a really really thick wall versus mm-hmm. the cave and it descends down about 30 feet where you see that his that the end of it breaks into a, a room that lo- that basically looks like it's a, a worked room. Okay. So I'm going to reveal that here. And you creep silently down to the end of the tunnel to look into the room. All right. I'll take a peek in that room. All right. You see a it's it's an, another it's a 30 by 30. Uh, chamber with a mosaic tile floor and there are some rocks and like debris scattered around the room and sections of the floor are cracked and there's some uh, intermittent cracks in the walls and two things of note one is that the room itself is not um, uh, it's angled slightly so the basically there's about a 15 degree slant from left to right so like you're you're coming in at the top left corner of the room, mm-hmm. and so from where you're at, it descends downwards like about 15 degrees. So it doesn't make walking difficult, you know. But if you were kind of running through here, you, you know, it's just like running down a low hill. Okay. So the the slant the slant is smooth, but this whole room is sitting a little little cockeyed. In the center, like sort of around the center of the room. Uh, some rocks have been kind of gathered together along with some other detritus. And there you see the ashes of a fire. 
made by something unknown. You can see a broken bone that looks decidedly humanoid lying beside the fire, its marrow sucked out, and other bones are scattered around. As you approach a ratch, a rat scurries away from a bone that still has a little meat hanging on it. And while you can't be sure how long the fire smoldered after it was used, it seems clear that whatever ate here did so in the last day. Hmm. And, and what are these sections here? Are like little alcoves? They're little alcoves um, which, with uh, like small raised pedestals. They might have been like little storage areas. So there's an alcove in the, cent- the center t- uh, top of the room, in the center west side. And then there's a pair of double doors one leading to the south and one leading to the east. The ones to the east are open. Okay, I'll kind of stealthily peek my head through the opening just to see what's beyond. All right, you do so, and you see a um, about a 50, 50 foot long or so tunnel, 10 feet wide, and the ceilings here tend to be about 10 feet tall. So this is, it's a spacious tunnel with this mosaic tile floor. And beyond that, you can see that uh, it opens up into a larger room. The thing that you're also kind of getting here is that wherever you're at now just seems ancient. Like you obviously don't know how old this is, but this is not cobalt work. This isn't a new construction. So if there are these ruins, you think that perhaps you've stepped into the edge of them. Okay. I'm going to listen at the door to the south. Got an 11. All right, you listen carefully, and you hear nothing. Just more ominous silence. I will carefully open the door and peer inside. The door swings silently, and beyond that door is another long passageway, mirroring the one leading to the east. It's also a good 50 feet long, and you can see it too opens up into a chamber beyond. Now these passages are unlit, so you guys currently are using. Would you all have dark vision? Is that where we establish? I I think that we all have dark vision and Dagmar can. Yeah, I I still have it going from. It was eight hours worth of dark vision. What would you like to do? Well, we need to choose which direction we want to go. Looks like they might have gone to the east, though. The door was already open. That's a good point. Let us track down the invaders. Right. Well, um, I'd like to um, turn, just use, I never use it, so it'll actually give me a little bit of a, I'd like to use one of my uh, shifting so then I can get some advantages on and, and sniff and pick up a set here if I can. Okay. So I'll shift into that. A little bit more of a badgery looking face. There we go. There's the brokus we know and love. (laughs) And I'm going to try to pick up a scent to see which way they led. Sniffing around. All right. You do so. Sniffing around. Go ahead and make your perception roll. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be a 24. Okay. You, uh, You sniff around the area. And there was, there's the definite scent of these kobolds that you have become accustomed to. And the room itself is filled with their scent, but mm-hmm. the it definitely goes to the east through this open door. Okay, I'm going to tell Dagmar the trail goes that way. All right. All right. Um, I will, 
I want to go down the hallway, but I'd like to do it stealthy, and I'd like to look for traps. I will like... stealthily follow close behind. All right. You you move quietly down the tunnel. What were your stealth checks? 23. Uh, 19. Okay. Well, I don't know. I'm not in that room, but are they? am I going to follow in? I guess that's up to you. So okay. they they basically have stepped through the door, yep. and now they are creeping quietly down the hallway. And Dagmar is taking the lead, looking for traps. Yeah, there there is there. I don't know if you guys got this piece of stone, but I tripped on it. I, I rolled a four for my stealth. <laughs> <laughs> Slam the door after you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, Alar, are you holding back? Or are you going to follow as they no, I'll follow move ahead follow. of you? So I scuffed right. up my hands pretty well, and my knees. All right, well, you reach the end of the hall. Dagmar, you do not detect any traps. And the hall itself opens up into a... Uh, it's probably uh, a 40 by 40 large room. Uh, it's about 15 foot tall ceilings. And... As you look into the room, you are astonished to see the entire floor of the room is done in mosaic tile, depicting the sun, clouds, and birds on the wing. When you look up, you see the ceiling has also been done in mosaic, but with a forest motif. Okay. The, uh, there are three exits, well, total of four entry, entries to the room. In each of the corners of the room are, like, uh, worked into the corner are basins like where you possibly have fountains or water basins and then the, to the north and south there are two more double doors and then the hall continues on to the east and there's not a door there it just continues on hmm. where you get a sense of that you think you perhaps there's some stairs leading there are either of the double doors open yes the doors to the north have actually come out of their hinges and the, the ones to the south um, one door is closed off? and one door is partially open did so someone, if you want to go examine those doors did someone rip the doors off or did they just fell apart you have to go walk over there and take a quick look at it I'll take a look at the ones at the north yeah the doors here uh, lie where they have fallen uh, they're partially in the room and partially out and from what you can see it's as if all the metal on the doors just disappeared. There are some slight traces of rust on the door uh, where the metal should have been, and it looks like something is clawed or gnawed at these areas. Uh, the wood of the door seems to have been cut from a solid piece. Uh. Um, can I stealthily look at the what's behind the door? Is it like a hallway or something? It is a room. Yeah, so beyond is a, the, the hall, basically is a, it's almost like a hall, it goes in like 10 feet, and then opens up into like a 20 by 20 room with uh, more of these alcoves. It's still unclear what the alcoves are for, but perhaps again storage or display. And just so I'm not going to keep mentioning it, so this entire complex as you continue to, to travel, everything is at this slight angle. Like, like this whole place has perhaps just shifted in the earth. So there's, you know, if you drop something on the ground that will roll, it's going to roll to the south. So it doesn't create difficult terrain, but just try to keep that in mind. 
And uh, yeah, and also you see that there's cracks in the floor and just some general structural damage to the to this area, but not so much that it's destroyed. But something catastrophic has happened here. Uh, is there? Can I see anything worth? searching in the room to the north like any piles of rubble or or objects or does it look kind of as it appears where it's just kind of an empty room yeah it looks pretty empty okay so and you so you get the sense that like these this area has probably been explored um thoroughly you would imagine i mean maybe by the initial kobolds or whichever group so whatever artifacts were here um probably have long since been removed okay uh, well I'll turn around and say it's empty and uh, head off and what lies to the south all right do you uh, looks like like I mentioned that one of the doors was open and like a jar about a foot or so um, do you just you swing it open yep all right you do so and as you do you see a small scene there. Two curious-looking creatures were gnawing at what appeared to be a um, a figure in a suit of armor, perhaps. And uh, they both turned their attention to you. They're about the size of, like, large dogs. And they got antenna. And they, they look probably more like bugs than anything with these care pieces and then a, a tail that sort of flays out at the end and insect-like legs and the antenna begin to waver in your direction as if they just they seem to be scanning your body for something of interest and then you're gonna have to roll for initiative cool cool <laughs> going first edition on us here don that's right wow tris showing me up that is literally the best I can get. Okay. Like, that's that's me rolling a twenty. So, yeah. wow, nice to start off the the night with a twenty. Is it or is it just I just wasted it? I know. I that's hate always my fear. On initiative, <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, if, it's great. If but... your uh, dice have only a certain amount of twenties, then yes. <laughs> Wait, that's not how it works. Uh, you know, I, yeah. I still have not you figured think, out how it works. You think I would have used up all the ones forever last night, but we'll see. Well, they seem so, to have more uh, ones than twenties. So, Alar, do you uh, do you alert the others with any form of heroic shout or girlish shriek or anything like that? Girlish shriek. I'm a hero, man. Um, what would I roll for knowledge? Just as a seeing these things. They are monstrosities, so. Uh, that would Arcana. just be, I guess, in Arcana. Okay. <laughs> Beware, metal dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so, not feeling, maybe it was just the surprise and panic of the situation, which I'm sure if you think about it, you'll you'll figure out what these are. Can I see past them and... Yeah, so Aylar has swung the door open. Fully. He mm-hmm. sh- shouted something meaningful. And Triss, being the ever woman of action, you're able to react. And so, I'm sorry, and that's just um, just a general intelligence? Is that? Uh, well, I think you can just make an intelligence check. They, it would be arcana to actually to specifically know what they are. But... Oh, well, <clears throat> if it's arcana, then it's an 18. An 18. 
That's pretty good. Look at you, just knowing things. Those are rust monsters. They are dungeon delving creatures that feed on metals and dissolve it with acid. You're sure you're wearing something that will make a tasty, tasty morsel for them. I, I have much that would be tasty. Do I know anything else? Like how it uh, affects magic weapons? It, it doesn't it doesn't affect magic weapons. Okay. But my shiny new armor would be in danger. It absolutely would. That's gonna be so good. <laughs> well, I will tell everybody what they are. Okay, so Trish shouts out that they're rust monsters. <laughs> I was giving you the opportunity there. Oh, right, sorry. What, <laughs> what do you want to do, Triss? Um, I will firebolt. All right, so the first one there is like 25 feet from you. Keep yeah, the range is 100. You and it, you launch a burst of fire. Yeah, like my dice are hot right now. That's a 24. That is going to be definitely a hit. And that is 14. 14 damage? Yes. Wow. It's 2d10. We're going to make short work of these little buggers. All right. he, uh, he You blast him. And uh, not too happy, but Alar, what do you want to do? I will unshoulder my mandolin and strum a quick, confusing melody, creating a swirl of colors in front of these creatures, forcing them to make wisdom saves. What's that DC? That's going to be a 17 and... Oh, look, a 91. Okay. Well, <laughs> one makes it, one does not. The one that does not is uh, charmed and incapacitated, has a speed of zero. So they're not acting until they take damage. Okay. So he is charmed. Are you moving at all? You gonna stay right there? Uh, no, I'm definitely gonna move uh, and cower. I mean, uh, back up my ally Triss. Mm, yes, you definitely back her up by getting behind her. That's right. Dagmar, is the one with the green mark? Is that the one that's affected? Yeah. So okay. I don't know if there's a visible aura from your spell. Uh, it just has a little... no. No. Okay. But I would the, assume that, that whereas the other one looks like it's about to charge, that one is just standing there with quivering antenna, looking confused in a bug-like fashion. Okay. Well, I am going to move 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. I'll move up there, and I will uh, sheath my sword, and I'm going to use some unarmed martial arts. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Fancy. So um, I'm going to use a bonus action to make an additional one, so I'll get two attacks. So the first one was a 14 to hit. That is a hit. And the second one's a 16. Both both solid blows. All right. So that will I don't be... think I'm ever going to get used to these low ACs. Uh, that's a total of 13 damage for both. And that is how much hit points he had left. So with nice. two crushing blows, you crunch his carapace in and uh, squishy bits come out and he slumps to the ground dead. Good job. And then the other one, I guess, so what does he need? Does he just stay confused or does he make another roll? Um, let's see. Nope. It's just going to 
be charmed for the duration. That's what it says. Okay. So he just hangs out and looks around. I am entrancing it with my chaotic, confusing melody. All right. So he, he sways back and forth to your tune. I call this dubstep. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then, uh, Brokos, what would you like to do? I'm going to see what's going on up here and uh, get in view of this one. And it's just sitting there. I'm going to cast Ice Knife. Ice Knife. So I have a dex- sound nice. dexterity saving throw. It, I don't know if it has disadvantage on that. It's incapacitated, so whatever so that yes, means. It would be. Incapacitated. So disadvantage on his decks. Well, then he definitely is. Yeah, because that is going to be a five. Yeah, that that won't do it. So you take. Uh, going to take 11 points. Oh, no, sorry. Six points of regular piercing damage. And then we're going to make. Uh, you get uh, some cold damage. Ooh. Mm. Um, and then you'll. We're going to do. Oh, okay. Uh, seven points of cold damage. As shards wow. kind of just burst around you. All right, so shards tear through the little creature's body. Hey, piercing and... damage, that means you can go stick your finger in the, the wound there. Most likely <laughs> I will. <laughs> and figure out what killed it. Well, I'm sorry you're not a doctor. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. <laughs> not a doctor in real life, but I play one on this podcast. <laughs> okay. Well, he's he's yeah, not long for this world, I suspect, because we're back to Triss. So Triss will move up here next to Dagmar, and, and as she comes up, just kind of pat him and be like, oh, good job. And then, and then I will firebolt again. Which, I mean, it's going to hit because he's not moving. And I, uh-huh, yeah. Okay. They're not even going to attack, yes. are they? And that's 18. That's 18 damage. Wow. <laughs> so your firebolt just blasts into his little, helpless little insect head and cooks what's beyond. And he squirms a bit and is no more. Can we hear the blood boil? Whoa. The acid. Little, yeah, my yeah. <laughs> You want to hear the sizzle, huh? Fire. Yeah. And, well, there's you know he still had like icicles like all pummeled into his body. So as your fire tears into it, the ice melts and expands, and then it's yeah it's a horrible mess and things ooze out. Hmm. That is cool. Strange little critters. <laughs> Strange critters indeed. Is there anything else in there that you see? Yeah. What are well, they? Well, there was the on body. There? Yeah, they were eating on a suit of armor. Mm-hmm. So I will carefully go and check that out and see what can what what I can determine about the suit of armor that they were. All right. Well, as you approach, you discover the scattered pieces of a skeleton. Mm. Parts are still encased in a rusting set of plate armor, though the breastplate uh, is uh, pretty much largely consumed. Seems like they were eating eating the chest of it out, which must have been the thickest, tastiest bits. <laughs> Um, you can see below it, uh, like there's exposed ribs beneath the armor. Uh, the leather and cloth uh, that was originally part of it has pretty much decayed. There are still some 
like the thin strips with leather, uh, leather still there. But this is this looks really old. I mean, hundreds of years, perhaps. Mm. Okay. And is it? I mean, it's a human or humanoid or what? I would say it is a tall human size, so it could be human. I mean, you could examine the skull to try to determine exactly what he is, but he's, yeah, most likely human. I ask Brokos to examine the skull. We'll he knows these things. Yes. I will take a look at the skull, tap my fingers on it. I'm going to put your fingers in the uh, yeah. eye sockets. To <laughs> uh, not, not now. That's that's a little bit too evasive of right that's now. That's step two. Yes. <laughs> I will see, uh, perhaps, if I can not recognize a creature by now, if, you know, it, how long it's possibly been there. I don't know. Whatever you want me to think. Sure. I mean, did you roll roll, roll another medicine since yeah. you're Ooh, the doctor in the house? Yeah, uh, it's a 23. Nice. Well, you're, you're good at your trade. I, I didn't yes. even know. Yeah, well. Brokos MD. Mm-hmm. So this is decidedly human. And, uh, yeah, the corpse is very old. I would say because of the the brutalness of the bone, it, I mean, you'd think probably uh, it could be it could have been here a hundred years. Oh, I mean, why it hasn't been disturbed in all this time is, is you know unclear. But uh, yeah, just obviously the the dryness in this room and the, the, the temperature has probably kept it from disintegrating into dust. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, you know, it's it's impossible to know much more. Sure. Nothing. There's nothing like stab wounds or any, you said on the armor, or anything like that. Any piercing? Oh uh, well, I mean, a good chunk of the chest has been eaten away by these creatures, sure. so he could have suffered uh, grievous wounds there, or sure. uh, you know, other parts of his body. Uh, you know, the remainder pieces of the armor are kind of scattered around the room. There are no signs of any weapons, so perhaps somebody liberated liberated those a long time ago. Mm-hmm. However, with the uh, the chest cavity sort of eaten away, you mm-hmm. do notice while you're sitting there examining him that, it, like inside the cavity, it, so you're actually seeing what was probably like under his armor, like in, mm-hmm. maybe in his belt. There, there was a, there was a like a decaying little pouch in there. Okay, I will grab at the pouch and take it in my palm. All right, so you you. <laughs> The rest of rest of rest of your allies watch as you stick your arm into the chest cavity and root around, <laughs> pulling out the the pouch is brittle and uh, it starts to starts to come apart a little bit. But you very carefully ex- extract it and uh, kind of hold it up. And I don't know if you want to jinkle it slightly, there's definitely some sounds like coins in there. Sure, I will jingle. I will open it. I will. I'll just not even really too much about the the uh, strength of the little bag and just open it. Yeah, you can it just kind of just tear, tear it apart because yeah. it's really no value to you. Right. The the contents are revealed though, and you do see um, it looks like about two dozen gold coins Ooh. clink out into the light. Well, wow. actually, in this case, the darkness because you guys aren't using any light. Uh, they are an unfamiliar mint. Hmm. Cool. Ancient coins. Is there is any writing on them? Any script? There's. It's not a script, but there is like a, a symbol of a, like a face on one side and like a crown on the other side. 
mm. with some you know numbers sure but you don't you what don't kind of face it. is it me it's, was i foretold in the prophecies yes <laughs> it, clearly it is a it is a stern human face i would say make a make an intelligence check i have I no got clue a 16 well i would say with a 16 there, there is a there's stylistically there's something familiar about it it, it does remind you of, of some of the designs of the coins used in Vadrogan. So it's definitely not current mint, but maybe this was from, maybe he was an explorer from Vadrogan from a long time ago and he met his end here. Hmm. So you have liberated the coins. I will, I will only elude, eluded said, those before you. I will pocket said coins. All right. Keep well, an eye slowly with a pocket. I'm going to look at the rogue. I take note of where he puts them. And try to, like, put them in one <laughs> hand and do, like, the old... Uh-huh. <laughs> Gotta sleep sometime, Brokos. All right. Well, I guess we should press on. Yes. You should. I mean, the day has been long, and this place is feeling ominously overwhelming. Just the size of it, and, I mean, you, you think you've just barely got your feet into the door. So, Tris, you, it looks like you've kind of stepped over through that east hall. Yes. I'm and about uh, 15 feet down the hall, you see stairs lead up uh, about 10 feet to a landing, hmm. which is another circular room. I go to the landing. What is the point of all of these places? That, that really is a great question. Whatever this facility was that you're in... It's really hard to tell what the point of it was, especially since whatever the contents were here before have, have largely been removed. So you're just sort of left with this feeling of this empty house. The uh, The stairs are worn. Again, there's cracks on the walls. And you, you climb the short stairs to that landing. And then you see, uh, like I said, there's about a 15 foot tall or like a 20 foot circular room with some more of these little diocese in them and then there the hall leads up a set of stairs to the north see it goes about 10 feet and then mm -hmm. continues on so you just have this feeling that this this could this could be a really huge compound I can't believe we're trapped in a underground labyrinth um, seems just like such a novel situation this literally is putting the dungeon back in Dungeon Patrol. Ooh. A labyrinth within an underground cavern. Layers upon layers, Triss. Mm. Like a stony onion. A stony onion. <laughs> well, you press on because that's what heroes do. The tunnel continues north another 50 feet or so, leading up to an intersection, which with no doors it just branches out in all four directions at the intersection of the corridors you see there's a charcoal mark upon the wall it appears to have been made by either a stick plucked from a fire or from the burned out stub of a torch the smeared mark is about five feet from the floor and forms an arrow that points back the way that you have come there's no indication as to who could have made it hmm alright and there's no other markings to indicate like what? What? Where is it facing? Like, if I were approaching this intersection and it would be pointing like 
That's a good. So point. I want to go down that hall. It, it was pointing back the way you just come. So yeah, 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 yeah. You're yeah, traveling north, who, and it's who is it? South. Who is it written for? You yes, know what exactly. I mean? What entry would you be coming out of to see it? I see. Um, it, well, it's on the east wall, so it really doesn't seem to be like a signpost necessarily for entry. So you. Theoretically, if you were looking for it, you would have seen it from any direction had you paused to just look at the walls. But I suppose if you were thinking about it and you were coming from the east, or actually coming from the west, going east, you'd see it first. Okay. So then I think we should go west? I think so. Excellent deduction, Triss. All right, well, you peer and peer into the west using your various means of dark vision. The tunnel, I'm going to say tunnel, a corridor really would be the more descriptive term because these aren't caves. So the corridor goes 25 feet to the west, and you can see it ends, or appears to end, in yet another one of these large chambers with these grottos. As you reach the chamber, you can see an area about a third of the way across the room is blackened with streaks spreading unevenly from the center in the black area and scattered around the room are small shards and bits of clay pottery, which are also more or less blackened and scorched looking. Is there anything else? No. Although, I'd say make perception rolls. Fifteen. All right. Well, with a 15, I would say anybody else who got at least that. I got a 16. You can hear the faint echo of drums making their way through the hall. Just a thumb, bada 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 thumb, bada bada thumb. This repeats four times, and then it is gone. Brokos, I told you not to drop that stone in the shaft. (laughs) Well, hindsight, you know... <laughs> Hindsight, such behaviors are recorded in the tales. As well, they should be. So it looks like Aylar, you're standing, uh, you're standing at the intersection there. Yes, I am. While the other three have sort of moved off to the west, uh, looking at that hall, and you can see that. I mean, just looking as far as you can see, I, I assume dark vision gives you what sixty feet. Yeah, so it's a little farther than 60, but... All right. Well, you're peering into the gloom, and it seems like you see motion and like glinty eyes cautiously moving towards you. <sighs> we'll have to find out, though, no. what they are next week as you All explore right. deeper into this dungeon on Dungeon Patrol. We're patrolling the dungeon, guys. Hey, finally. <laughs> It's about time after yeah, three seasons is. that you it did is. actual dungeon patrolling. Took yeah, a while. That. <laughs> Fair enough. All righty. Well, there you go. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, all right. I suppose. <laughs> I guess that's all we got today. Oh, all right. A little dungeon crawl. Oh. I'm sure they're just friendly creatures wanting to say hello. Probably lonely down here. Yeah, well, it is. Yeah, you know they're lonely. I mean, they're down in a dungeon. Yeah.
Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed our show, please take a moment to rate us as this goes a long way to promote us. If you love our show, we are on Patreon. Even a dollar a month can help keep the content coming. For other adventures in the world of Atlas, check out our sister show, Down With Dragons, on YouTube or Twitch at Monsters Roll. Dungeon Patrol is a Monsters Roll production. We will see you next week. This dungeon has been patrolled. <laughs>